Small Business Show at businessshow.co, episode 53 for Wednesday, February 10th, 2016. Welcome to the Small Business Show here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette, California, I'm Shannon Jean. And we have music. We have music. We <laughs> promise music by this episode, and we have music by this episode. Yeah, it puts a big smile on my face, and it makes me, uh, as I'm listening to that music, highly motivated. They're motivating very good. I, I just imagine all these minions scurrying around to make the show work and uh it makes me feel powerful there are many many minions 10 of them <laughs> are connected right. to the end of my hands but uh, <laughs> that's no. right me too <laughs> yeah it's, it's good stuff it's yeah good stuff yeah. so how are you doing out there i'm good yeah yeah it's feeling like winter we've had a couple of snowstorms and uh it's cold outside but you know in a, in a way it's been welcome um and uh we had election craziness up through yesterday uh, yeah yeah right. with the new hampshire primaries and it it got to be a it was more this year crazier this year than it ever has been uh that i remember and we've been here through a couple of presidential um you know primary seasons and elections sure. but uh man it's uh this one was nuts and the worst part was you know there's a lot of canvassers that go uh, go around the neighborhoods here. Uh, we're in Durham, which is where the University of New Hampshire is. So there's a lot going on here. Um, and while the canvassers were out, there were a bunch of ne'er-do-wells out there posing as canvassers, really just casing people's homes, figuring out oh, who was home during the day. That's crazy. Yep. There were a lot of break-ins that happened. And uh, it was, you know, it was just like, oh, man, seriously. It's the worst. It's the yeah. worst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the worst. You yeah. know. Yeah, and I have a huge faith in humanity, but I also come back and always say, "God, people suck." You know, yeah. <laughs> for, for that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, me it's nuts. you know the canvassers. I get it, right? And it's actually being in New Hampshire, especially you know with us here with the our you know the first primary in the nation. It, you, you really can get sort of swept up in the whole concept of wow, you know, we really are a part of democracy here, and and you know, I, it, unless you want to put on your tinfoil hat and say that the whole election thing doesn't matter anyway, there's this shadow government and all of that. But if you take off your your, your hat, you know, your tinfoil hat, then you can say, great, sure. you know, th- this is a, a beautiful thing, and we get to be a part of it. And but even with that, it's like, oh, we're cooking dinner and there's canvassers, or you know, it's oh, just yeah. constant. Um, yeah, but I, yeah. again, I get it. And at some level, it's kind of exciting. And now it's over. Now it's done. You That's got good. it. Yep. Yeah, you can go enjoy, enjoy <laughs> winter. Hey, uh, and before we get to today's show, uh, I wanted to briefly mention, you know, last week we talked about uh, for a long time, uh, an executive summary, like an annual executive summary. And if you recall, we went back and just kind of visited that topic about what that did for you and why it's a good idea to do it for your business. And I was talking to my attorney who happened to listen to the show. And he said, Hey, you know, you really should mention that that's a great thing to have to lead into your corporate minutes, uh, which if you're running an S corp or a C corp or anything, it's really important to have annual corporate minutes, um, it is almost like an executive summary, what you did, what, what, you know, what, what you bought, if you leased things, if you did anything important, all kind of important stuff that happened to your business, good and bad. Uh, and then what your plan is for the, for the next year. 
So I thought I would, uh, I haven't done it yet, of course, but I will create an executive summary, just a a rough template, if you will, of some of the topics that I always mention. And I'll post it up to... uh, at businessshow.co. And if you're so inclined, you can download a PDF and, uh, and or add some stuff to it. We'd love to hear your feedback at feedback at businessshow.co. So I'll put that up there uh, before the next show. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, um, I actually started kind of writing a narrative that, that I, I'm going to boil down into my, you know, 2015 executive summary. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and it's already even just thinking about, what I'm going to put in it makes me then think about, okay, well now I've got to set some better goals for this year, as opposed to just kind of seat of the pants stuff. And you know, that's not a bad thing. Oh yeah, it does. I I am constantly amazed when I look back and it's, it's fun. It's like your journal, right? You look back and you realize how often, how wrong I was, (laughs) but then also hopefully sprinkled in there. You're like, Oh, we got that one. Right. But you know, Oh, this, this didn't happen at all. Or, you know, it went completely sideways from that as things often do. Uh, And that's sort of the thing is, and, and when you said that last week, that's really what resonated with me was, you know, I'm, I, I'm good at making plans, but I'm also very good at, uh, just seat of the pants stuff. Right. When I get into a situation, I need to, I need to have the freedom to, to ad lib, you know, and just trust my gut. No, this is what we're doing right here. This yeah. is the right thing and, and all of that. And so things like, you know, setting up goals and all of that never really resonated with me because it's like, well, I don't want to be trapped into that. But the reality is just because you write them down doesn't mean you're any more trapped than you are if you don't write them down. <laughs> Oh yeah. And and you can roll them over to the next year. Well, that's you know? the other thing is it's, yeah, it's your business to do list on an annual basis as opposed to a daily basis. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully folks will get some use out of it. We'll, cool. we'll put it up there and I look awesome. forward to seeing that, man. That's yeah, great. We'll see. We'll see how we, uh, we'll see what happens. We, yeah. We'll see what happens. So, yeah, that's uh, right. Cool. And this week we have some, uh, some listener, I almost said reader, but they're listeners. It Uh, took me, it probably took me five years of doing Mac Geek Gab before I stopped calling it, you know, viewer mail or listener or reader mail. Yeah, 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 exactly. But we have some, uh, listener questions that come in and we really love getting, getting these questions. If you have some, you know, question, general criticism about the show or stuff you love, stuff you don't, we, we certainly would like to, uh, to hear from you at, at, uh, feedback at businessshow.co. You want to, you want me to take the first question here, Shannon? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you do that? All right. Shelly writes, uh, I listen to you guys all the time. Thanks for doing the show. You're welcome. Yeah, no, we have fun doing it. Uh, I hear, she says, I, I think it's, I don't know if Shelly's man or woman. Um, I hear everyone talking about sharing their personal stories and being more open to grow their business. I'm more of a private person and not really comfortable being so public about my personal life. Any tips for me when trying to grow my company without having to share all of my information. Yeah, that's you and I talked a a little bit about this. Um, It's an, this isn't, it's, you have to draw lines. You have to have boundaries. And, and, you know, if we, if we kind of look at, at, at Shannon and I, I'm, I'm far more public than Shannon is. And I think that's just a, I don't want to say it's a natural thing because it's certainly not, it didn't start as a natural thing for me at all, but certainly today that's true. And we can talk about how we got here and, yeah. and that's important. But even with that, there are things I don't talk about uh, in social media. There are things that, you know, I just keep to myself and I, I mean, they can be business things. They can be very personal things. I mean, it, but, but there's, there's a box and 
you know, you have to remember when you're looking at other people's social media feeds and you're like, wow, how can I stack up to that? You know, you don't have to because you know everything about your life, whereas all you know about other people is their highlight reel that they're posting yeah. on Facebook, right? Or, or whatever. Right. And, and so it's okay. In fact, it's not just okay. It, I would say it's mandatory to run a filter and say only post the greatest stuff. And it's okay if that paints a, a, an incomplete picture. I don't want to say it's the wrong picture, but it's an incomplete picture. They don't know that one of your customers isn't paying their bills, right? That's fine. I mean, or you could yeah. be like Scott Jordan of, of Scotty Vest and post <laughs> everything. Well, seriously, that's, I mean, there, yeah. there's a, there's a gap here and it's weird. Cause he'll like, he'll post stuff that says, Oh, I got an email today from Costco and they're, they're interested in carrying our stuff, you know? And it's like, wow, you want to, I mean, there, there's, there's like negotiation tactics that say you should never like let people know how excited you are about, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, sure. Right. Sure. But he's like, he doesn't care. It's this is who he is and you can follow him and you know, it, it's all good. So he's at, you know, he's one extreme for sure. You, I, I don't right. go that far, but you just need to sort of decide. And maybe it's, it depends on what your business is, Shelly, but you know, at some level it, you do need to make it about you. Uh, you do need to have a personality. And what's, what's fascinating, Shannon is when we started Mac observer, I was, intent on it not being about the people and we had to have this you know this brand of the business and it's 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 faceless you know like the new york sure. times is faceless yeah. right and it was you with tech restore and doing your newsletter oh. i was like huh you know he's really pulling the veil aside and just kind of being shannon right and i was like that's you know there's some benefit there and and we actually started to adopt a lot of that and now mac observer is a collection of people and you know who those people are and that's how it should be and and obviously b being a podcaster for 10 years has certainly been that was the catalyst for me being far more out in the open you know people are like wow i can't believe you post that you're traveling aren't you worried about somebody robbing your house or yeah. I'm like yeah i'm sort of worried <laughs> about that but they know i'm traveling any if they really want to follow me I'm going to mention it in the show because I'm going to talk about, you know, what SIM card I'm going to use while I'm traveling. And that's content in the show. And it's, it's going to come up. So it's fine. I just sort of punt on that. There's yeah, people, no, there's I, people that stay at my house when I travel anyway. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah, right. That's you right. know, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and I yeah. think, you know, Shelly, I think the, 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 the way you have to look at it, there's, there's a couple different ways is that there's your personal story, but there's also your story as it relates to your business. And if you want to, you know, if you're concerned about privacy and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, we all are to, to some level, uh, I think that uh, creating a narrative about your personal story as it relates to your business is, is an important thing to do. Whether or not, you know, you want to go to the other stream and have this narrative about your day-to-day -day life and what you're doing, that's certainly up to you. And some people have been, you know, like we just talked about, been very successful at it. Um, but I don't, I, I don't believe that that is a critical part, but I do believe the, 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 the first thing I mentioned, having that narrative around your business, you know, what was it? that inspired you to start your, your company. And I, and, I, and I don't know what type of business you have, like as Dave mentioned, but it really doesn't matter. It, you know, I'm, I met a, a great lady at the PayPal Asia Pacific conference. I was speaking on a panel there uh, a week or so ago. And uh, this woman, you know, for, 
really great small business and she had a great story and I could see that she was kind of struggling with this kind of thing too. And I, and I, we, we talked a lot about, well, why did you start it? And you know, how powerful and she, you know, kind of has a beauty uh, product, you know, business and we're, we're hoping to have her on the show uh, in the near future. So I won't spill it all out. Uh, but I, you know, mentioned like, wow, that was such an empowering thing to get involved. And it really is something that can change people's life. And after chatting, you know, back and forth for, you know, 15 minutes or so, I could kind of see the light bulb going off. It's like, oh, well, that's what I can share, you know, about why I got into it, what, you know, what my daily involvement and the, and the stories of the business, but also your personality. I think that's very powerful. Uh, You know, Dave, your comment about the newsletter that, uh, you know, we've done, over the years, you know, back in the, the day before everybody's inbox was just, you know, inundated with, uh, information that that email newsletter was the most powerful thing that we had. And it would generate just a ton of responses and connectivity. This was, it was before social media when yeah. we were sending that. Right. Really. Right. Um, yeah. Date, I'm dating myself here, but you know, we had 10, 15,000 subscribers, uh, you know, various would go up and down, but we really connected because I'm. I, I love to tell stories. You know, if you go up and look at my bio up at uh, you know businessshow.co, that's that's really what I'm doing is telling you a story about my business career. And w- when I was doing that newsletter, and as my kids were growing up, well, that was what I had to talk about was you know being up all night. You know, one of our the best newsletters we ever the biggest response we ever sent out uh, or got the most response was when I talked about my son was like, I don't know, three or four years old. And I I started it with my son won't stop eating his boogers, you know, just something crazy like that. And, and I think we got a lot of laughs at it, a lot of connectivity. And, and then, you know, we use that in various ways to have that connection with people far above commerce. And I think that's what everybody tries to do now. Right. Uh, Right. It, it, you can't just inundate people buy, buy, buy. And, uh, you know, especially like tech restores business, we're, we're, we think of our business as really, at least our repair business as event driven. No matter what I tell you, no matter what great deal I give you, you're not going to. I'm not going to break a, my phone just yes, so I need your yeah, deal. That's right. Is your iPad or Mac? Or my or iPad, right. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to do it. So, you know, we just want to have some sort of relationship, however tenuous it may be, that when you do break it, which you will, you can think back and go, you know, there was that guy that did this and I did, who, what's the name of that company? And then, you know, you, you find it. And and that's what I would encourage you to do, Shelly, is to, to think about um, how you kind of couch it, but you could just make it more about your, your person, your story as it relates to your business, not your, your day-to-day stuff. There is a reality here and it's one that I have tried and, and continue to try and will try again to, um, to dispel, but, but it keeps coming back. It is a truth. Uh, we talk a lot about the differences between, or we refer to the differences between employees and employers, right. Uh, on this right. show, because, sure. it, because it's, it's a, it is a different mindset and, and it's okay. Right. And, and that's oh, yeah. actually a topic on in and of itself is it's okay yes. that other people don't want the same things that you do. In fact, that's not just okay. It's sort of necessary for the way it's the important. Board works. Yeah. yeah it's important. Yeah. But as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a self-starter, no one is going to do PR for your business better than you. In fact, that is your most important job. I don't care. You know, I mean, you're going to do whatever it is you do, the service you provide, all of that. But you could do that service 
for someone else? What differentiates you so that you're doing it for yourself? And it's that you're the one that can go and attract business, right? Or you know what needs to be done to attract business. Maybe it's not you, but certainly in the beginning, it probably was unless you started your company with 10 people. Uh, You know, most folks that listen to this show, in fact, most folks in general tend to start their companies much smaller than 10 people, you know, Um, and and you have to you have to own that. No one is going to do PR for you better than you. You might hire people. And I certainly have at, at times we've talked about this to do PR for you. But if you don't know what you want them to do, chances are they're not going to come in and have a magic bullet for you. You can't just write a check and have that stuff happen. Um, You need to, you might be able to write a check to have people execute, uh, but to have them truly embrace your business and, and understand everything it is that exists about your business and then go out and do it. It's not going to happen. It might. And I realize there's exceptions to this rule, but you can't expect to find that lightning in, in, in any bottle, uh, that you're going to look in you it's, it's you. And I, and I say that I say this reluctantly because it's also, you know, more of a confessional. I, I would much rather just write a check and have somebody do all the magic PR work to make my business look great. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't, I've tried, I've written many of those checks and again, in very targeted ways, it can work wonders. You know, if I know, I want to get, you know, more mainstream media exposure for, for this. Well, okay. But now I've already got the goal and I'm also kind of driving what it is we're going to, what, you know, what we're going to use to get that mainstream media coverage. And then maybe the person that I'm, I'm pitching this to or I'm hiring to do this will say, all right, you've given me these three things. This one is the best of those three. I'm going to run with that one. Okay, great. But I did, you know, I didn't just write a check and have them just tell me what to do. That doesn't work. It's up it to you. Yeah. And, and I think those, and I've written those checks too. <laughs> what, what, uh, I think your, your point is, is really well, well made and, uh, you, you've got to do it. Now, those people that you hire can certainly connect you with the sources that you want to tell your story to. Correct. Uh, or pitch your business, your passion, why you're so, uh, you know, passionate about it. And, but, uh, you know, it, it reminds you, and we were talking earlier about like uh, Robert Scoble, right? On uh, yeah. pronounce it, on on Facebook, and he posts these pictures all the time. And he's a futurist for Rackspace. And he the other night he posted pictures. I was at this meeting, this business, that, and the picture he posted was somebody standing there, and in each frame you could just see their hands out, and they're just passionate about the story. Uh, uh, probably their product that they're yeah. telling telling uh, you know Scoble, and and that's what you know, a, a successful business needs somebody that can tell it and help refine the story and build your, I mean, I, I use the word myth, but, it, but it's true, you but do. you know, you, you do yeah. have to develop this myth over time of, you know, it's like the eBay, you know, Oh, Pierre Odemeyer, you know, wanted to sell a Pez dispenser kind of thing. Well, you know, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff, but that's a great myth that helps connect the story to all kinds of people. Right. Uh, and build the, you know, multi-billion dollar company. So, that's where I would focus your energy is get, is refining that story as you relate to your business. And it could be anything from, you know, I, I wanted to empower people this, or I believe so strongly in this product. I mean, it's just wide open and, and people love that. They love that authenticity and that 
some level of transparency. They don't, they don't need to know, like you said, Dave, you know, who's not paying the bills and rents late or this no, or that. That doesn't, that doesn't res. I mean, it, it, no. you, you, I was going to say it doesn't resonate. You could spin it so that it does. Right. But you can't just do it and hope people feel sorry for you. No, that's right. right. It needs to be part of your highlight reel. Right. Yep. So if you can somehow take, so this guy wasn't paying the bills. So what we did was we retooled this and yada, yada, you know, and we solved the problem. Oh, okay. Wow. Look, they're rock stars. That's the image that you need to do. And, and it right. does, you are, you know, as the, the founder or, uh, or the CEO of, of a business, especially a small business, you do need to give up a little bit of, of privacy, um, to make that happen. I, I, I think I, I agree. I, I don't, agree. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, maybe it, certainly again, there's always exceptions to these rules, but I, I think in general, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if you're a business serving the public, certainly. You know, they, they want to connect with you. You think about it, you know, who do you, who do you hire, right? You hire people that for services, you know, if you want somebody to, to, I don't know, fix your garage door, actually have a great story about, uh, I'll tell another time about this (laughs) business doing garage door stuff, but you know, how do you do that? You get a word of mouth referral. Okay. Well, why did somebody give you a word of word of mouth referral? Well, they, they had a good experience with this company. Why did they have a good experience? Because somebody came to their house, fixed their garage door and let them feel like they had a human connection. Right. Right. That's what it is. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that, you know, not, not to hammer this too hard, but I think it brings up a good point too, of, uh, telling your story and, you know, this myth you're creating. I think it's equally important that, that you share that story with your employees and they, you know, really get behind it as well, because as your business grows, you're, you're going to ask them, uh, uh, you know, to, to spread that story out. So the guy who comes out to fix your garage door may not be the founder of the company that's passionate about everything, but he's going to tell the story and, and, and at some level, and he's going to connect with people and that's where you get the referral. So, but uh, thank, thanks for, uh, you know, uh, sending that in, uh, Shelly, we, we love and have some follow, here's some follow up from me. That'd be awesome. So good. So, uh, let's roll into another question, Dave. Um, John C writes, I really have no idea how to price things. I love that. I can't, I, I can't figure out how my competitors are making any money with their low prices. And I'm worried about being competitive in my market, but I do actually want to make a profit on the products that I sell. Brilliant. <laughs> any <laughs> tips for, for pricing? I love pricing questions because, um, you know, it, it is always so challenging and I'm one of those guys too, that walks around and goes, how do they make any money? <laughs> you know, yeah. all, all, all the time. And, uh, you know, John pricing is, it, it it's really, there's so many different schools of thought and you often, you know, it sounds like you may be up against some competitors that believe in the low price, low margin, high volume, which is ex- extremely pre- you know prevalent. And it's kind of the flattening of so many industries have, have gone that route. Race to the um, bottom. Yep. Yeah. Race to the bottom. Yep. And I, you know, I have always tried, it's very, very hard to, offer a, a higher level of service that doesn't always focus on price and to pick and choose your customers. And you may do less volume, but you know, your, your margins will be better. And I guarantee you, your relationships with your customer, you'll have a relationship with your customer. In my experience, the folks that are really always interested in price are the first ones to just flip you over for the next guy that's selling it for a buck less. Yeah. Yeah. If you commoditize yourself, that's where you have a problem, 
Yeah. Yeah. And it may be, I mean, you know, some of this is the harsh reality, right? It may be that whatever business you're in and the stuff you're selling has already been commoditized, right? So then the question is, can this be, can I offer a better service while selling this thing that's, you know, being sold everywhere? You know, what can I do to differentiate? That's the, that's the question. Yeah. That's right. How do you differentiate yourself? Like, you know, we were talking about our repair, you know, business uh, earlier and, and, you know, we try not to compete on price. We want to be competitive, but, uh, you know, some of the things that we do is all of our technicians are Apple certified and hopefully somebody has, they value that. And, you know, we do a much longer warranty than someone else and, you know, that kind of thing. So hopefully somebody values that. So, so think about, those those add-ons that you can do and try if you can um or you know or you if you're in a a commodity business in general uh, you got to get comfortable like with you know price being everything but if you have something you can do to differentiate it um think about that and how you can it's okay to not be the lowest price yeah you know, well, make, you know there there's the if you are in a business that you're, I mean, if, if what you're selling has, is pre-commoditized, right. And, and is out of your control, it, there's that whole concept of being a value added reseller, right. You know, and yeah. what, what can you do? And maybe it's add some service to your business and, and all of that. But in terms of, I kind of to go back to his, his question, you know, how do you, how do you price stuff? Yeah. You got to look at your business and, and figure it out. And, and like Shannon said, you pick your customers. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I'll, I'll recommend a book to you that I, that I happen, I read recently. It's called priceless. Uh, uh-huh. you know, the myth, the, the myth of fair, <clears throat> excuse me, the myth of fair value and how to take advantage of it. And William Poundstone wrote it. And it's, it's a fascinating book about how to use pricing, uh, in, in your business as well as how it's used, uh, to, to get you to spend money, whether you go to a supermarket or, you know, restaurants or that kind of thing. And, um, we'll put a link up to it on, on the, in the show notes this week. And it, it's a great book. You know, the first part of the book is a little dry, a lot of kind of case studies and stuff, but then it really gets into how we are all manipulated by price. Um, you know, things like anchor pricing, uh, and, and contrast pricing, they, they talk a lot about how, how to make the, customer focus on the products or services you really want them to buy versus mm. there's a lots of products and, and they use some restaurant examples and supermarket examples with these um, that things they don't really want you to order or buy from the shelf. So you're kind of manipulated based on price to move towards the area that typically can be the most profitable for the, for these businesses. Um, I had a sales guy, uh, I had a sales guy come in and uh, worked with us for a while here. And he had this whole concept of bronze, silver, and gold. And that's how he sold everything before he was here. I'm sure, I'm sure it's how he still sells things. Uh, And it was always silver that, that was the best thing for him to have you buy. Yeah. Yep. You don't want, nobody wants to buy bronze. Gold is the expensive one. I can afford silver, you know? Yeah, and, and I see a lot of that, you know, if even in commodity products, like if you look at Amazon and yeah. especially the marketplace where smaller sellers maybe are, are selling thing, commodity items, whether it's cameras and, and use cameras as an example, there are thousands of companies selling cameras, but 
all a little different, different bundles, uh, you know, different packages of this product and these accessories. And, you know, uh, I, and I guess you could say the same thing about the mattress business, right? And yeah. I, I don't know about out in your area, but it's like, I, we hear mattress commercials all, all day long on the radio. It's like, God, there must be tons of money in mattresses, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, something I don't, I'm missing apparently. Um, but when you go to the mattress place, it's hard to compare across different vendors, um, because everybody has their little tweak and that kind of thing. And I, I would encourage you, it, it comes back to that differentiating, Dif- help me out here, Dave. Differentiation. You got it. Right? Okay. All right. <laughs> ring, ring, ring the bell. Uh, so, you know, not being uh, just, you know, oh, we offer the exact same thing that guy does and we're 20 bucks more or whatever. And you need to be able to explain that in, yeah, in, in, a, in a quick way that the customer can grasp. And not that in the some customer wants to grasp. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I would argue that if you can't do that, you really shouldn't be in that market. Yep. Or you shouldn't be selling that product. What I, I, I bring this up to our teams all the time because we're constantly looking at new things and get this, get that. And I say, well, what, what is our ad value? What is the reason for us to offer this or to go pay this amount of money and, you know, this kind of, for this product or, yep. or whatever? You really have to, to come up with it. So I, I would encourage you to read this book. It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's not a huge read. And uh, it's interesting. One of the things I found really fascinating was, why the path through your supermarket is counterclockwise and you pick up the book and you'll, it's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. I never thought I, I pay attention to all kinds of stuff like that. And it never hit me that that path is counterclockwise. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. And, and huh. I won't give it away here. I'll let you read the book, but okay. it, it's, there's tons of stuff and anecdotal stuff like that. in in, in that the book priceless. And I, I think it's, it, it could be helpful for you. Uh, when trying to figure out how to price things or to come up, maybe you don't just offer, like you're saying, Dave, one product A. Maybe it's, oh, we have A, B, and C, and it comes up with these things. So yep. uh, we got to switch it up a little bit. Hey, so you and I, uh, this is as good a segue as we'll ever have. You and I are going to have to start pricing some things here, Shannon, for, for our business. Um, and one of them will be advertisements uh, on this podcast. Uh, sure. You know, then, and that's one, but that's not the one that I wanted to bring up here. The one I wanted to bring up is something we haven't started yet. So this is the beginning of it. Uh, we're talking about writing and then probably selling, probably not giving away, but probably selling a book. Um, that's right. Kind of pulling together a lot of the advice that we've shared in the last year. Don't worry. We're not going to stop doing the show. The show is, <laughs> is, is here, but, but there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of content there that I think actually we kind of both thought of it. it was the interesting thing was in the, in the past week, we both had the same idea. Actually, it was in the, in the span of about 24 hours. Um, we both kind of came up with, with this. Uh, we haven't really talked about what this book would, would look like. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we're thinking of it pretty much being the same thing. I mean, I think there's some obvious paths to take here, but we're going to have to price that too. And we're going to have to decide how we sell it. Do we, you know, try and talk to an agent or do we take the advice that we got from David Sparks when we did that interview with him and self-published man, you'll make a whole lot more money in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fascinating. I was driving down the, you know, the road, speaking, you know, uh, telling Siri to send this text and that text as I was on the freeway and I sent that to him. I said, Hey man, I've been really thinking about this. We ought to write a book. And your immediate response was, 
I was thinking that last night, you know, yep. so th- th- those are, it's great to be on the save, same, uh, you know, wavelength about this. And I, I do think when I talk to people that listen to the show and there, there is something there, they, they really connect with, especially the interviews and the stories, uh, from our, you know, the gracious folks that have given us some time and come on and, and we have some great upcoming interviews that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about in future episodes, but that that real uh, experience and you know what I learned, what mistakes I made, all that stuff is really helpful, and I think it would be great to get that in some format. I agree with you. Uh, we're not sure quite what it is, but just like we talked about when we were just starting the show, what the show was going to be, what the name, you know, we're going to do it here on the show and we're going to develop it over time. And, you know, we may we're not going to write while we're recording the show. That'd be really boring to listen <laughs> that's to. Right. But, that's right. <laughs> but, but short of that, we'll talk about most of the process here. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. We'll chat it up and, and then maybe, po- maybe post some excerpts and, you know, get your feedback. And um, so you can be a part of it. And, you know, I'm sure we'll wind up, distributing it maybe in many different formats. And, right. uh, you know, I, I think uh, there's some definite opportunities there. And I love the fact that I, I, I want to, you know, the whole reason why we started the show and why I connected with you to get back on the saddle. Yeah, the show was not a mutual idea. I'm, I'm on board with it, obviously, but, uh, but the show for anybody that hasn't been here from the beginning was, was Shannon's idea. That was you. You, yeah, um, and I, and I yeah. love talking about this stuff. Yeah, know, me and, too. And, yeah. and we always talk about it. So, you know, Dave and I would, we would connect and, oh, look, we got to do this task and get this done. And then you wind up spending another half hour talking about business. And I said, well, well we're already doing that. Why don't we share it? And, and it's really a labor of love for, I think, both of us and giving back to the small business community uh, and sharing whatever, you know, we can and also connecting with, there's nobody that's learned more on this show than me. Uh, and I, and, I always want to argue that point, right? Because right. I think well, it's me. That's yeah, right. That's fine. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even if nobody listens, I'm really happy to be here every week Same. and, and listen and connecting with some great people and uh, you know, so, so this will be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to this project and we'll, we'll check in from time to time. We won't bore you with it, but uh, you know, and ask for some of your feedback and, and develop it and we'll see how long it takes, but we'll hopefully uh, we'll have something put together uh, fairly soon. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, I feel like there's, if we take the format that we have with the show where there's, there's lessons, there's the how to's, but then there's the stories behind it, you yeah. know, because you and I have a lot of anecdotes and frankly, I think we can probably assemble some anecdotes from others too, to kind of fill that stuff in where we don't have those, you know, real hands-on experiences. But I think we can tell a compelling story that teaches people about business and hopefully they can do better with their businesses than we have even. Oh yeah, for sure. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. My, you know, this constant, you know, when you're a writer, you have the constant reader in your head, right? Who am I writing this for? And when I do this show, I I have this vision in my mind, this constant listener, you know, this, this person that's either getting started or midway or whatever portion part of your business development you're in, but is, is maybe they're struggling with something and they're listening and they, Oh, that's a great idea. Why don't I try that? Or, you know, maybe they don't have a partner to bounce things off of which we've talked about here, you know, so many times and they need some feedback and that kind of stuff. If, if we can help, you know, one person out that does that, you know, th- this, this will be a success. And I think we can even connect with more people with getting some content written down and uh, spreading it out. And, and I don't know that there's one set way to do it. Um, 
I've seen it. I, I love, you know, the Max Barkey stuff. I think yep. it's a great way to read and to, to discover. I think the way that they, they surface their topics is really fascinating and it, and it, it works well. I read his markdown book not yep. too long ago. Yep. Um, and I, I think we can do, you know, a few different ways. So. I, I agree. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm there's, yeah, I, I look, I look forward to the end result, but I look forward to the process even more. Cause I think, I think we'll have, uh, we'll have, we'll have a good time with it. I think, yeah. I think, I, yeah. I, I think so too. And I, you know, like one of the other guys I follow, you know, is, uh, Seth Godin. Oh yeah. And I can, I can remember buying a book from him and it, uh, it came to me in a, in a purple milk carton. And I was like, wow, this is great. And actually this, this book, he was writing a book called purple cows okay. and, and I, he talked about writing it. He was going to do the, and so I followed him. So I sent him a, a, um, hey, here's our story. Here's the Purple Cow story. This was a business I owned before Tech Restore. And we, our concept, you know, for this uh, repair service was very different. So we were featured in that book and and I got a copy and it came in this purple milk cart and I was like, man, that's brilliant. And then I saw him giving the book away and doing all these different things. So uh, different methods to spread the word and get it out there. So I'm I'm excited about trying those things probably just as much as I am about writing and putting it together. Yeah, for sure. Huh. Yeah. I had no idea that you were in that book. Now I, huh. That's cool. Dig in there somewhere. We're in there. It's a, it's a small little book, but it was our laptop. You know, we, we put a box in every DHL truck. Right. Actually, you've US. told, you've told me this story before. That's right. Yeah. 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 It, it was cool. That's, That's cool, man. It's awesome. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll check in with you from time to time and, uh, see how it goes. Folks. Follow along. Thank you so much for listening. We'd really love to hear from you. Feedback at businessshow.co is uh, is one way to find us. You can also find us on Facebook. We got to sort out our Facebook thing too, Shannon. That's um, I agree. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's yeah. do that this week. As we as we were talking here, I feel like a Facebook group. Uh, we have our Facebook page, which we probably need to change the name of, but a Facebook group um, oh. to allow everybody. You know, the, the page to me, I think the, not to me, but the way I would describe a page versus a group on Facebook is the page is one to many, right? It's us broadcasting to you. You can post there, but no one else sees it. We do, right? But right, it, you right. know, it's one to many essentially, whereas a group. Is many to many. And, uh, you know, with what we're that. doing here, everybody helping each other, I think that could be a good thing. That's awesome. Sounds great. Okay, cool. Folks, uh, come and visit us on Facebook. I think it's Facebook DB slash DBA podcast is where we are. But yep. uh, feedback at businessshow.co and we'll uh, we'll sort all that out and we'll um, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.